Welcome to the 17th episode of the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast brought to you by Knowledge Matters. Stay tuned for my interview with Bridget Wilkins, a business teacher at Pearland High School in Pearland, Texas. Stay tuned for the interview. The High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast is brought to you by Knowledge Matters. Knowledge Matters is the leading provider of virtual business simulations for high schools. Over a third of the high schools in the United States use virtual business simulations to teach business, marketing, and personal finance. Virtual business entrepreneurship is the most recent and most exciting virtual business simulation developed by Knowledge Matters. With virtual business entrepreneurship, You can teach your students the fundamentals of building and growing an entrepreneurial business from market research to elevator pitch, business plan, raising money, and much, much more. The three new projects included with virtual business entrepreneurship include Shark Project, where students pitch their business to classmates and seek virtual investments. The Business Plan Project, where teachers award students a loan based on their written business plan. And finally, the Mega Mogul Project. Students start with one business and work to grow and expand their entrepreneurial business enterprise. That's virtual business entrepreneurship from Knowledge Matters. Contact us today at www.knowledgematters.com. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast, brought to you by Knowledge Matters. This is the podcast where we talk to high school business, personal finance, and marketing teachers about their teaching careers and tips and tricks they have for teaching business and personal finance to high school students. Today, we're speaking with Bridget Wilkins, a business teacher at Pearland High School in Pearland, Texas. Bridget, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. Well, can you tell us about your path to becoming a, a business teacher? So, um, I have um, I have over twenty years of, of business experience where I've worked. You name it, from nonprofits, financial services, all over, pretty much the gamut. And I started to do adjunct teaching at a local university, and I was wondering how the information was being processed um, with college students. Um, because there seemed to be an interesting thing happening with critical thinking skills. And I couldn't quite get it, what was going on there. And so um, a friend of mine suggested um, teaching high school. And I thought, okay, that's that sounds like something great to do. I'd still be in education. And now I'm at K-12 as well as a university setting. And so I went ahead and um, started teaching um, high school. So that's kind of how I ended up. Um, teaching high school and teaching business classes. So, Great. Well, what classes do you currently teach? Currently, I teach uh, career preparation one and two, also known as co-op. And I teach uh, BIM, which is business information management in Texas. And um, I'm curious, did your teaching and, and, and job change in the spring with the pandemic? Oh, the pivot? Absolutely. We pivoted really, really <laughs> quick. Um, it did pivot. The only, I think the 
benefit that I had is that I'd already started using or implementing it in my classroom, our learning management system. Um, so I didn't have a huge learning curve to learn the LMS first in order to make it work for the students. And my students already knew how to upload assignments, go and find assignments and what modules look like in our LMS system. So that piece became less stressful for me um, because apparently I'd already prepared my students for using the LMS system. And and what LMS do you use at, at your school? We use Canvas. Great. Mm-hmm. And so how is your school year going so far? Are you doing remote or hybrid or a combination? We're doing a combination. Um, electives had an option to um, be asynchronous with the remote learners or to be synchronous with the remote learners during the time that um, the class is meeting. Um, I chose to keep my remote students asynchronous and then my face-to-face students actually um, were, we, we taught in class. Um, we did a ramp up in terms of phasing. So our first two weeks, we started with it, with a hybrid situation. We had um, those who signed up for face-to-face came one day a week based on their alpha and then four days remote for the first two weeks. Then the second two weeks, they came two days a week based on alpha and the other three remote. Um, and so this today is our first day of all of our face-to-face students um, coming to school um, today, all at one time. So my class went from having one day, one student, one day to the other day for one day to today. I think I had 11. My, my classes have a cap of 25 students. So I think I had about the most I had in a course as of today were, um, 11. Great. And so do you use the textbooks with your classes or how do you decide on the curriculum? So um, this year, um, we we used the curriculum that was provided by the um, school in terms because there was a pivot. And so we don't have for my courses, I don't have textbooks that they need to check out. We search for um, online um, resources. And so then it, it, it doesn't it didn't really switch to me for the most part in terms of um, putting multiple curriculums together and making your own curriculum kind of unique um, using elements from different um, websites or different um, products. So we're still going along those same lines. Um, But going into online is just a totally different animal um, in terms of face-to-face because you don't have the textbook. And so now you're looking for something, um, face that you can put remotely that one works with your LMS system that you're hoping you can um, have a seamless process because ideally on online, what you want is for it to seem seamless for the, for the user, whether it's a a high school student, a college student or or an adult learner, you want it to be as seamless as possible. Um, But I think a lot of people are starting, a lot of vendors started to try to make the shift to make it seamless and sometimes it didn't work. And so we've got some things that we're using that actually clicks them out and takes them somewhere else. But then, and then as a teacher, you go and you get the grades from there and pull it back in. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and and I'm curious when you're when you're working on your curriculum and your lesson plans, um, how aware of you, um, how aware are you of the the state standards and and how you match up against those? Is that something you think about or? Abs- absolutely, um, we think about it. And the truth is, is that most teachers are tra- re- literally trying to find in for at least in Texas, teaks that go with you know, one assignment that can cover like three or four teaks or one unit that could cover several teaks at one time. So always make sure that I'm on target with meeting the uh, standards that I'm supposed of the things that I'm required to teach. So that does become very important. Um, So I'm curious if you were talking to a first year business teacher, what's one piece of advice that you would give them about teaching or managing the classroom or anything about the profession? I would say one, get to know your fellow teachers who teach the same courses. Is it always someone at your school? No. For example, I'm the only career prep teacher at my high school. However, I'm not the only career prep teacher in the district. And so, um, I was just fortunate when the world was open and we would do our uh, PD or our professional development at the beginning of the school year that in my district, we did it um, department, department, well, subject-based across the district. So those teachers who were teaching career prep or practicum all got together regardless of which school we were at. And so that helps to have someone to ask for suggestions for materials that are not the ones that are provided by the university, but are supplemental. I'm sorry, by the high school, but they are supplemental. Get to know the teacher who stays next door to you just in case you have to go for a bathroom run (laughs) and you need someone to cover your class really quickly. Um, Don't take work home. You cannot finish it all in one day and pick a lesson and stick with it. My first year, I literally would come into school an hour before school started. And more than likely, I would change the lesson that I'd taken a week to prepare. I would change it because I felt something different. Uh, So don't (laughs) do that. You're going to drive yourself crazy. And also give yourself some grace, but also give students grace. Because everything that students do in in class is not contingent upon what they're actually going through in class right now. Um, And so that's kind of what I would tell teachers to do, but definitely give yourself some grace and don't take anything home. (laughs) That's, that's good advice. (laughs) So what, what, what keeps you excited about teaching? Remember, I can recall what it was like for me to be in high school, literally to the day of walking and passing through the halls. Um, And so I listen to the conversations in my classrooms and I can hear the buzz of the random text message that just went out and everybody got either excited or strange or weird. And I remember what that feels like because I remember what that looked like in my face. So I'm able to, to pay attention to students to really recognize that. But I also ask, especially in my career prep class, what do you need to learn about your job now? What are your aches and pains on your job now? So I kind of give them a little bit of, or they provide me assistance with coming up with the curriculum. 
So I, it, it becomes kind of fun then because then I get their buy-in into actually doing the assignments. So where something, um, I have them, um, last, last year we did a $20 challenge where you took a $20 bill. That's it. You only have a $20 bill. You have to, you only get a week to spend the $20 and you only can spend $20. When you run out, you're done. They almost had a, they almost freaked out. They didn't know what to do, but it was part of our budgeting and working on the budget. And so many of them said, I had to eat at home. I had them do a flip grid so they could tell me what they did in their journal. And they were like, I didn't get to eat. I like, I had to eat at home. <laughs> or, or This sucks. I'm tired of my mom's food. Like all of them spent their money on food. And then I had some kids that said, oh, well, you know, I went to uh, Sonic and I don't have any more. So I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of the week. And I still got to get gas. <laughs> but it was just a way of giving them real life examples of what it looks like to try to budget. And $20 wasn't really realistic because most of them have cars and they have to drive to work and all this other things. But they got the, they got the idea of what we were talking about. So I love to have them help me determine what the, what the assessment is going to be or what the final project will be based on the unit that we're doing. So, so with the with the lessons and and uh, projects that you have for your students, mm-hmm. um, how much of it is uh, material that you kind of created yourself versus material that you um, have adapted from a textbook publisher? Um, I would probably say a lot of it is adapted. Um, some things I've created on my own just out of inspiration or just from the students, but I would probably say. There's not much that I use directly, but definitely the majority of it is probably adapted from somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. And have you ever used our virtual business simulations with your students? I haven't used it yet um, because there's so, because I've got to make sure that I can put it in. I know um, the personal finance one was one I was interested in, but I also have students who work in restaurants. And so even though they're not on the back office side, I'm not on the back office, they're working the front of the house or the back mm-hmm. of the house right. to run one. Plenty of them have said they wanted to start their own kind of business. So I thought maybe we could use that one in career prep as well to use it for uh, uh, students to do something. But definitely I was going to implement the um, personal finance one this year. Um, I've been speaking with some of the teachers who are currently using that in their course. Um, and receive some great feedback. It's just that I'm just new to it. So I do plan on trying to implement that this year. Great. Well, I'm curious, uh, do you or any of your students participate in any of the career and technical student organizations like DECA or FCCLA, BPA Uh, or FBLA? My students really don't because most of my students are off campus after fifth period and they're going to work. Um, Got it. Yeah, so most of mine don't. We do have DECA at my at my campus, um, but those students are not in career prep. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's all the questions I had. I, I did wonder if you had any final words of wisdom that you have for other high school business teachers that you might want to share. I would say join a Facebook group. 
if there are so many who give so many resources, they even bring up um, this as a a resource to use. Um, I have found joy in being in those groups just because they either have thought about it just as you have, or you have a um, people who will give you grace and say, it's not that hard. It's not, we, we got you, we have you covered, um, but also serve as a resource to others too. Even if it's something as simple as sending a gift that you, a, a JPEG that you saw or infographic that says how to email your teacher and you post that in Canvas. The grace that we are asking for um, parents to give us right now as we maneuver this is also that same grace we should be giving to our students as well. And so we got it. We can get through this. I mean, we are teachers. We are resilient. There's nothing we can't get through. So I wish you well. I wish you peace. Find a happy place that you can go to when school is over and get her done. That's great. Teachers are resilient. Well, again, we've been speaking with Bridget Wilkins, a business teacher at Pearland High School in Pearland, Texas. And Bridget, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, thank you.